Hello and welcome to another real life episode of Not Without My Sister. I'm Beatrice McCabe. You are? Rosemary McCabe. What do you mean real life? Aren't they all real life? And in today's episode, we are going to talk about real life reality TV. Real life on the telly. Real life on the telly, just like we're real life in your ears. Before we get started, just a little reminder, we now have a Patreon where for $5 a month you can get an extra exclusive bonus episode each and every Friday and you'll also get this, the regular episode, almost 24 hours early and completely ad-free. Sometimes a whole 24 hours early, sometimes a little bit less, depends on depends on when I get it from our editor. Let's blame Liam. Yeah, yeah. If in doubt, blame Liam. Liam, leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rosemary, I thought that since I am not a major television addict... No, that's not true. Since I'm not a major viewer of reality television, I find it just makes me so incredibly uncomfortable. I think to myself, why am I watching this, right? Why why am I putting myself through this? I tried to watch on your recommendation, Love Island, and I think I got through 20 minutes of it. I then was like, maybe I will try this Love is Blind thing where they're both in like chic looking boxes talking to each other or, and about each other through a wall. I, I didn't I, know you tried to watch that. I got through about eight minutes of it before I was like, life's too short and I can't do this. These guys are just so it's just I think I just sit there the whole time cringing like just cringing it's like my worst nightmare from so many different angles your jaw gets very tight like you get very like physically uncomfortable but you and I watched Smothered and I feel like we misled our podcast listeners at the very beginning because we talked about Smothered a couple of times and Mm -hmm. I think people thought oh fun they're going to be talking about reality tv and now you've let us all down by never watching anybody again I'd say lots of people thought cringe why are they talking about reality tv but Smothered was Smothered was not so much about, I think Smothered was about personalities, whereas all of these ones, there's so much focus on your body. I think I, I think I fundamentally disagree with like what they're trying to achieve on these, which generally seems to be like a specific type of physicality for men and women that will lead to true love. Like, yeah, let, like, let's put traditionally hot people together. But like, are they even traditionally hot? It's like, let's put, let's put like social media, stereotypically social media-esque hot people. Beauty normie hot people. Well, with beauty norms in the particular areas. You know, what's actually interesting though, in terms of, I mean, it's not, I mean, if you're, it it has to be, that's what I'm saying, social media. Like if you think about Vogue, it's not beauty normie for Vogue. So like, well, no, but, but what I was going to say was that I'm, so I'm currently watching Love Island US and Love Island UK. And today I'm embarrassing realized I've watched 28 hours of Love Island USA. I was like, that's too many hours, but I still can't, I can't quit it. But the people on Love Island US, like the, the beauty standard is totally different to Love Island UK. Like the Love Island UK is very, Towie, they all have like all of the women have worked on. They either have their boobs done or their or their lips or both or Botox. And are you suggesting they don't have all that work done in America? Well, if they do, the ones in America are all a lot more natural looking. Like they all look like basically kind of Abercrombie models or Ralph Lauren, like you know, like the girls next door. You know what I mean? In a way that that the UK ones look like Instagram models, whereas the US ones look a bit a little bit more like catalog models. Do you know models. What I mean? Hmm? Models. 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 And so what I wanted to know is, Rosemary, what is it that draws you to this tripe? God, I actually don't know. You know what? I only started watching Love Island UK about, I mean, 
about 10 years ago, no, about four years ago, because I didn't watch the first couple of seasons and people were just talking about it all the time on Twitter. And I was like, I'm missing out. I don't know what's going on. I had FOMO. FOMO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started watching Love Island UK. And then I think it's just, it gives you something to do. Every single it gives day you for some, an hour. There's plenty you could be doing. You could be listening Listen to a podcast. To you could be watching Masterclass. the floor. When I gave you that subscription to Masterclass, how many Masterclasses did you watch? Oh wait, that, was, that wasn't you. I gave that to, I gave that to Kim. That wasn't no, no, you. I sent me a link as well. I never All watched right. a single one. You didn't watch a single one? I didn't watch a single one. Which ones did you watch? I watched Chris Voss. That's not his name. Chris Noth. That's not his name either. Isn't that Mr. Big? Yes. I think maybe it was Chris Voss. Just tell us what it was about. The Art of Negotiation, of course. Okay. Body Language and the Art of Negotiation. Okay. What and else did you watch? I watched Duncan Ramsey. What's his name? Gordon Ramsey. Yeah, Gordon Ramsey. <laughs> okay, and have you made any of the yes. recipes that he... Okay. Yes, I made his scrambled eggs, which was like a labour and a half, let me tell oh, you, yeah. just to make scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah, take them off and put them back on, take them yeah, off you take back them. on. Yeah, and he made and he's like constantly he's making it look so easy, whipping things from one arm to the left with tea tail on one arm, flipping over the next arm, looking super calm. And coordination's never been your thing. Well, right. And by the end I was like totally hassled. The place a total mess and I had the and then I like only had hadn't made enough either. You had, so. Yeah, I was about to say you had a soup song with scrambled eggs. Yeah, well exactly. I mean it, it did taste very good and this idea of this like probably everybody knows this I did not only put the salt in when the eggs are fully cooked because no, I don't think anybody knows that well, I've always put the salt in the beginning well it was delicious it was much nicer much more subtle creamy taste and then I watched your man Massimo oh the, the Italian chef yeah the and Italian chef what did you cook from his some pasta something I can't remember what it was that was delicious then I watched oh I watched like 10 minutes of Christina Aguilera but I thought I was going to watch that with you and so I never finished watching 10 it 10 minutes she was actually really annoying in it so oh but I presume you haven't put any of that those 10 minutes into practice. No, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I don't, it, it was, there was just a lot of behind the scenes of her like training people. And it was, it wasn't, you know, having had my voice trained, let me tell you that hers seemed extremely different to the octaves and various phrases that I had to practice. Hers was like, you know, you got to feel the feeling. You got to feel the beat in your voice. You got to feel the rah versus the rah. You feel that? You feel that tremor different difference? You feel how one is an emotion and one is a vibration? I was like, I don't know. I don't. I just know how well, to go Christina's up the scale. Been through a lot. You're very yeah. privileged. That's, I go that's up the, the scale and down the scale. And this, I'm like, that was all very key. simplistic. I go, that was that was a bit flat. I go <laughs> up the scale and I go down the scale and make a cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I do then. That's why I'm not Christina Aguilera. So I'm not like doing world tours. Okay, so you have watched a leather. few masterclasses. Yeah, wearing. I could have watched leather. 27 hours of masterclass in the time. Yeah, well, exactly. You could have could have read a book. Oh, stop! Somebody told me the other day was it you that audible books can be 20 something hours long. Uh, Brandon told you that. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. Why wouldn't you read it yourself? Even longer than that. It could be like 60 hours But long. you'd read it yourself in a fraction of the time. Yeah, but sometimes people do it if they have long commutes. Like, nightmare. Basically, basically if they're driving so they can't read. Yeah, no, Unlike Dad, nightmare. used to read while cycling his bike. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? That's called distracted cycling. You know that there, now that like there's a whole new case of, uh, what's it called? Like, there's a new genre is the wrong word, but distracted texting, basically, is now a crime. Like, similar to jaywalking in some cities. Oh, where because so many accidents happen from people who are walking, walking and looking, texting. Yeah. Oh. Or walking and reading their phones or just walking and looking at their phones. Oh, so distracted walking. Not distracted texting. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. Distracted pedestrianizing. Pedestrianizing. Distracted phoning. Anyway, back to what do I like about reality TV? I actually don't know. I don't like a lot about it. And as I'm watching it, I'm literally going, oh my God, I hate this. I hate this person. I hate these people. Oh, and I'm like, I really, so there are a lot of things I strongly dislike about it. Okay, now though. So <laughs> before you get ready to watch it, 
when you are gearing up to watch this TV show, what do you get ready? Okay, get my phone ready Mm -hmm. so I can play Match 3D while I'm watching. And so you can text people, read stupid bits. Sometimes, but the problem is Love Island UK only comes out here at about 7pm and then it's midnight in Ireland. So okay, but ordinarily, is that them. what you would have done? Yes. Okay. Or I probably would have tweeted at the same So time. there was a social aspect to it. Yes. Okay. So do you get a cup of tea ready? Do you get anything else ready? No. Sometimes I watch it while okay. I'm having my dinner. What? Sometimes I watch it while I'm having my dinner. What I sit at the counter, eat my dinner, I watch Love Island. Where's Brandon? At work or at the gym or like sometimes, I mean, sometimes we don't really eat together that much during the week. What? He just eats chicken and rice all the time, Beatrice. So what? He can eat that while you're having whatever you're having. Oh, then you have to time things. The downfall of the nuclear family. What? Then you have to time things. So what? I'm just telling you, not everybody eats together. I eat with Love Island. Stop being so judgmental. I'm not being, I'm just shocked. I'm sorry. I'm sad for you. This is the beginning of the end. D- a downward spiral. What about your baby? Who's going to eat with baby? Listen, I'm always ready to eat. <laughs> okay, so I'm you get ready. Supper okay. with baby. So when you finish watching, what are your emotions? Like when the credits roll, what do you Relief. think? Oh, really? Think, oh, thank God that's over again until tomorrow. Really? No. Because because I do really enjoy watching it. And on Saturdays when they have a day off, I get all grumpy. So I'm like, oh. I don't have Love Island to watch now tonight. Okay. It's annoying. Okay, so. So when I'm finished, I think, oh my God, I hate this person. I hate that person. I'm also actually astounded by how quickly you can change. So like at the beginning of this series, you know, you get very definite ideas. Okay, hate this person. hate this person. This person seems really nice. Love this person, love this couple together. Literally three weeks later, you're like, how did she ever touch him? He's he's a monster and she's great. Or else you're like, that person I hated. Like there was a, so in the current season, there's a, there's a woman named Chloe and a guy named Toby. And he was coupled up, as they say, with Kaz. And Chloe decided that she fancied Toby and she was going to basically pull him for a chat and tell him that she fancied him. And he then left Kaz for Chloe, right? So how do they do this? Like, tell me, give me an example of one of these conversations. Okay, so all the guys are sitting by the pool and all the girls are sitting on the sun loungers and Chloe just wanders over to the guys and goes, Toby, can I pull you for a chat? <laughs> Literally, that's, that's, that's like, I think they're told there's certain wording they have to use because that's what they always say. Could we go for a chat? Can I pull you for a chat? So she takes him off for a chat and she goes, I just want to let you know, like, you know, I'm interested in getting to know you. Do you know that this is the exact advice? This is the exact comment that we had in our in our in one of our episodes a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, except for those people, she was like, it's my best friend. These people yeah. have only known each other a week. But the like they're girls. probably declaring each other's best friends. No, Kaz's best, best friend, friend in Liberty, but that's, but that's irrelevant. Oh. But anyway, so, so Chloe steals Toby from Kaz, right? I'm like, hate Chloe, monster. Hate Toby, other monster. Love Kaz, victim, right? Like poor Kaz, love her. I actually still love Kaz, but... Anyway, then then at one stage, the boys go off to Casa Amor, right? Excuse me. I'm going to tell you that? what this is. So they get a text and every time anyone gets a text, they have to go, got a text, right? Oh so to read it out to everyone. God. So the boys get a text going, boys, you're going for like a lad's afternoon. A nightmare. Beers and burgers. Get ready to leave the villa. And the lads all literally jump, whoop and holler. It's like they're like 16 years old, 12 years they old. They are about 16, down. aren't they? I think the youngest is 21. So they all jump up and down. They go out. And then when they get out, they realize you're actually going to Casa Amor, which is a different villa that they're going to stay at for three or four days. And then they send in six new girls oh. to tempt them away from the girls that they have at the villa at home. This is gross. So Toby, who was previously coupled up with Chloe, who stole him from Kaz, gets to the villa and is like, Chloe who? I fancy Mary. Then he hooks up with Mary and then at the end of Casa Amor, the guys have to decide either they're going to stick with the girls back in the main villa or they're going to twist and go with a new girl. And, and so each villa gets this decision. And if the girls have decided to stay 
with their original guy. They just stand there on their own waiting for him to come back. And if he walks through the doors with a girl, they're single and have no, have no couple, have no partner, which is the whole aim of the game of Love Island is that if you're single, you're in danger of being dumped from the villa, right? I it's so awful. What kind of message is this sending? It's so now? awful. Oh no, the other, the other really terrible Hold part. Hold on to your twister or you'll be single or you'll be dumped. What yeah, kind of so message like you, is this? You really have to decide like, do I trust that guy enough? Like, is he going to stick with me or is he going to come back with someone what else? What I more mean is, sorry. Yeah, I get that. The, what I more is like, why would you go on a show where like the whole, what are you proving if you win? The whole goal is... Money. You get money. Yeah, but like... You can get money from other shows. Oh no, but you also get majorly Instagram famous. And then they all get like collaborations with Miss Pap and... Uh, no, I mean, I get that. What I mean is like your your integrity. How could you go on this show like... Beatrice, these people don't have any integrity. They're all having sex under their people. duvet. That's fine. I was having sex under my duvet. Never, never, mom. But like, I could I could be... Beatrice, I actually genuinely camera. wasn't. But on I mean, camera. Yeah, no problem. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So Toby comes back with someone else and I'm like, ha, Chloe, in your face. Oh, sorry. Halfway through the Casa More experience, the girls get a postcard that goes like, missing you lots, love the boys at Casa More. And it's all photographs of what the boys have been up to. So it's like a photograph of a oh, guy so in a bed a, with so another girl. What? So it's pretty much a clue? Like, yeah, yeah. So, and like, they have to try and figure out. I mean, sorry, that, that sounds during... like the most obvious clue ever. I'm like, yeah. a detective clue so over here. Yeah, it sounds it's like not a clue. clue. It's evidence. <laughs> yes. They, they have to then try and figure out, like, is he like, was that during a challenge? Because they have all these games where it's like, we have to play truth or dare. Uh, the tallest guy in the villa has to kiss the shortest girl in the villa for 30 seconds. Oh God, maybe I actually love this TV show. It sounds, disgr- it sounds disgusting. Like disgraceful. And there's so no, much. No, I mean, it sounds disgracefully like enjoyable. It sounds it's like, very enjoyable. But there's, I mean, why can't I enjoy it then when I watch it? Because, Beatrice, I'm about to tell you, there's so much oh. open mouthed tongue kissing with loud ambient noises of. It's so disgusting. The close-ups. They get literally like into the... <laughs> what you are doing right now is absolutely disgusting. I can't believe you just well, wiped your fingers do. on your dress. I'll wipe them on your couch instead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. So disgusting. I was just basically miming a, miming a make-out session with my fingers. Anyway, yeah, it is. It's, it's very like salacious. And then as it gets on, so now we're like five or six weeks in or something. And when they show everyone going to bed, they turn off the lights and then they turn on the night, the night vision on the camera and they show you each bed and they go like Millie and Liam, Chloe and Toby, Chloe and Toby are now back together, by the way. He came back with Mary, dumped Chloe, Chloe was really annoying. Then she said they had such a strong bond, needed him back. So now they're back together. Where's Um, Mary? Mary's with, uh, I don't care about Mary, so I don't know who she's with, but she's with someone else. But like, sorry, I don't understand if there were six boys and six girls and then they brought other girls back from Casa Moore, where did the extra girls go? Oh, but then they throw in extra boys as well. Oh. And then every now and again, they have a recoupling. They nearly always have an uneven number. So they'll have seven boys and six girls. And then they'll do a recoupling where the boys or the girls have to choose the boy to couple up with. And the boy not chosen is, is dumped from the villa. It's very embarrassing. Imagine if that was you. No, I remember the time I didn't get like, I got the short straw from technology class. And it was all I could do not to bowl crying in front of everybody. I mean, I may have a tear may have leaked out of my eye. I mean, I. I was, I don't, I don't remember. So I remember the shocking time I wasn't chosen for the basketball team and yeah. I did cry. Yeah. And like, does nobody cry on this TV show? No. And actually the very, very, well, yes, but not, not due to the recouplings. No, no. When they're kicked off the show, I mean. No, 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 no. They, they always have their pride and they're like, you know, I gave it my all and like, I didn't meet the one, but you know, there's still hope for me. And then they go outside and just count their millions. Has anybody met the one on this show? 
Yes. Oh. So, well, there are some of them who are still together. Jamie Jewett and Camilla Thurlow from two or three seasons ago. She was this really posh English. No, not really posh. She's this very well-educated Scottish woman who basically nobody fancied because I think she was too smart. And she, and she was really funny. And she had an argument with somebody about feminism one day where he was like, feminism isn't really necessary anymore. And she was like, oh, no, wait a minute. She's really smart. And then this male model came in and was like, I'm here for Camilla, right? And I remember watching it and being like, lol, this guy, this this loser, like she's really smart and funny and like she's not going to be with him. But like she, she she also hadn't found anyone that she really fancied who fancied her. This guy comes in, it's totally all about her. Like she's very skeptical and like, I don't like, you know, I don't really trust this guy. I don't know if he's just here for the fame, blah, blah. They're still together three years later and they just had a little baby called Nell. <laughs> so cute follow them on Instagram so excuse me so he said I'm here for Camilla because he was off watching this TV show oh yeah yeah because all the new people have obviously seen it which is also really embarrassing so he literally came on and was like I like her smarts I like her conversation that's kind of nice mm. no I think he probably came in and was like I fancy Camilla like he doesn't they don't really say smarts on Love Island they just talk about like yeah yeah she's really my type they, lo- they love talking you. about that as well Huh? I'm asking you did he like her smarts was he smart yeah, he was smarter than you'd think your average male model. You're very judgmental. I know, I know. Just because you're a model doesn't mean you're not incredibly smart, quite genuinely. I mean, look at me. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> stunning, stunning. Models of all types and shapes and sizes, Rosemary, nowadays. It's all about inclusivity. Well, not back then. That was three or four years ago. Okay, you're right. That wasn't actually... That was back in the olden days. Yeah. They're still together. Yeah, there are quite a few couples... Who are still together. And then I think they they seem to have it in their contract that when they come out, if they come out as a couple, they're expected to stay together for a minimum two or three months or something. So around October time is when you see a lot of them breaking up then. Because if they make it to the final, they get out in August or something. And then around October, you're all like, shock as Love Island couple announces their split. So like, what do they win? Not, I mean, 25 grand each. Is, oh, what? Basically, the couple wins 50 grand. And then... They each have to, what is it? They each have to decide if they're going to share it or not or something. So one of them can choose to take it, but leave, but break up. Or they can choose to, but they always share it because they know oh they're going to make another. you making out like this was gazillions of dollars worth I, of. I think it's more in America. Worth of mortification. I think it might be a hundred grand in America. But I mean, maybe my idea of mortification is obviously not everybody else's idea of mortification. They're like, it's grand. So what? I was, I was papped under a duvet with some rando. Who cares? Now I couldn't do that terrible. to mother. As much as I'd like to be oh bed God. hopping, I wouldn't be able to do that And their tomorrow. parents all come on as well. So usually in pre-COVID times, there's an episode near the very end where the parents come in and they say like, oh, like I really like Teddy. You know, I really like the relationship that you guys have. We've been watching all along. It's been so nice to see your love grow. Are they serious? Yeah. In post-COVID times, they show up on a screen and they go like, oh, it's so nice to see you so happy. We haven't seen Kaz so happy. Like, you know, it's so great that, you know, we managed to meet Tyler and you had a bit of a rocky start. Or like, we saw what you got up to in Casa Moore. So embarrassing. We're so just, embarrassing. We're but just too prudish. We're just too prudish. Obviously, this is, this is the way of the future. Sometimes the parents do come on and go, we really didn't like how you treated her. Like there were a couple on the US Love Island last year, Johnny and Sally, and he had gone and basically played away in Casa Moore and then come back and apologize and she had taken him back. And then when her parents came on, they were like, no, you're not a good one. It was amazing. Hmm. So what do you think in general is the... Okay, now put on your feminist hat there. Oh, God. So how do you reconcile watching these with your strong feminist vibes or beliefs? Oh, wait, she's like, oh, well... Mm. 
I don't. So I take my feminist hat off. I leave it in the other room and then I watch Love Island. Or no, no do you think this is feminism? You choose what you can do, right? You can do so, okay, whatever so you want. I definitely don't think feminist. I don't definitely don't think Love Island is a feminist show, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, you know, it's not doing anything for the feminist cause. There's no message that I really feel like you could take from it and be like, that's great for women. Equally, I think it's probably as great for women as it is for men and as bad for women as it is for men, if you know what I mean. Like they're mm-hmm. all being objectified mm-hmm. in terms of like the slow-mo camera shots of people's bodies. There are definitely as many of the men as there are of the women. I can attest to that in the seven <laughs> minutes that I watch. But also, isn't feminism about being able to do, having the choice to do whatever you want and not be like vilified for it? Like wear your bikini all day around and be objectified if you so choose? Yes. Yeah. So Without like, being considered less than. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, Without yeah, being yeah, degraded yeah. for it. So... Maybe um, it is. A, maybe it's like a totally post-feminist piece. Yeah, and like sometimes, I mean, there are really interesting moments, like that moment with Camilla when the guy was like, "We don't need feminism." And there was another really interesting part where there was an Irish girl named Maura Higgins who was on it a couple of years ago, and she was very, um, very kind of open and outspoken about sex in a way that they're not really that much like you know when they have sex, it's very much like under the duvet. They don't really. Well, they've talked about it more since then, actually, and the girls this year four of them had sex four of them decided one night they were all going to have sex they're like this is the night we're, we're going to do it tonight and then the next day they all talked about it had a graduation ceremony it was very embarrassing it was terrible <laughs> it was, and, and like they did speeches and everything but they used like euphemisms it was kind of funny like you know but it was just ter- anyway terrible um but she so she was very open about I think like in one of the challenges she had spoken about how many people she'd slept with and it was like more than a lot of the other women either had slept with or or were admitting to on TV, like either or. And I remember one night, so there's this thing called the hideaway where every now and again, the producers will go, the hideaway is open, pick a couple to go and have a romantic night alone, right? And they'll get to go to this special bedroom that isn't, because the bedroom's a big dorm, so they all are in the same room having sex, which is the other gross thing. I think. Oh, your mouth has just popped. Her mouth just <laughs> popped open like a ventriloquist dummy. It was literally like the jaw just went. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, yeah, they're all in second same. That's what's so so hor- horrifying. Rosemary, would you ever have? Would you ever do that? Would you ever have sex in a dormitory? Definitely not. Anyway, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, so sorry, Maura Higgins and this other guy whose name I cannot remember were chosen to go to the hideaway for the night. They were in a couple, and everyone was like, "They can go for the night," and. um <laughs> so he was chatting to the lads beforehand and he was basically like yeah let's see he said something like let's see if she's all talk or if she can like put her money where her mouth is Ugh. basically like you know let's see if she fucks Rosemary that was unnecessary that wasn't basically what he said he didn't say that that's what he meant but Rosemary could you not say let's see if she makes love <laughs> <laughs> vile makes love I anyway, love that expression I hate that expression so much why do we hate that expression is that mom and dad's fault Make love to me. I don't know. It's gross. I'll make love to you. Why do you, you, why must you break into song in every episode? Oh, I don't know. Let's have a challenge. Next Sorry. episode, I'll try not to curse and you try not to okay, break into Okay, we've done a good job song. of talking less about mom, but you're right. We've got all these <laughs> other really annoying things going on. Okay, sorry. So anyway, Maura overheard him then. I was basically like, no, no way. If you think that's happening, you have, an, you have another thing coming. She okay. was from Longford and had the most amazing accent. No, no, that's, that's exactly how she talks and it was amazing. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Amazing. I'll uh, play her voice for you. And she also coined the phrase fanny flutters for when you really fancy someone. I don't think she coined. Thanks, Rosemary. I understood you what that meant. You looked very confused. No, I wasn't confused. I was like, I don't think she coined that. I feel like we used that a long time ago. 
I think I heard that from mom. <laughs> That's absolutely disgusting. Oh. oh, poor mom. Anyway, basically, Maura was then like, like, you don't speak about people like that. And it's not happening. And then refused to go to the hideout with him, which like pretty much never happens. And like, I'm always wondering as well when somebody goes, can I pull you for a chat? No one ever seems to just say no. Why do they use the word pull? It just seems gross. Well, there are loads of words they use. They also, when they recouple, they call each other boys and girls. The boy I'd like to recouple with, the girl I'd like to recouple with. They never say men or women, ever. It's so weird. And also, they seem to not be allowed to talk about anything other than whether they fancy each other. Like, I've never heard any of them go, you know, like, what, you know, what are you interested in? What do you do in your spare time? They just talk about, like, so do you fancy me? Like, am I your type? Is Toby so, your type? So what about Love is Blind? Wasn't that all about getting to know each other? Wasn't that the whole premise of that one? That it was all about, yeah. like, it was, even though they were scintillatingly hot behind the scenes, like, you know what I mean? Not all. No, I mean, traditionally, though, yeah, yeah, they were yeah, the same yeah. kind were, of traditionally yeah, good-looking good individuals. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it, so I'm not speaking, you know, it, person by person. But what I more mean is they were still very good-looking people trapped in boxes. But the whole premise was, you don't know that I'm very good-looking, Right. Trapped in, yeah. So like, you don't know, you don't know if I'm your physical type, which is very much like Love Island is very much like find your physical type and then figure out if you actually get on. Yeah. Whereas Love Is Blind is like find somebody you get on with so well that you would be confident enough. The whole the the whole premise of it is you were each in this in these boxes with a two way mirror in the middle essentially, and you went on blind dates with people, and then each day of the quote unquote experiment, like TV show. You got to choose and go, okay, like I'd really like to spend more time with X, but I'm not interested in Y. And so Y got taken kind of off your roster. And then like as the time went on, your dates got longer and longer. You know what I mean? Because like on the first day, you'd be trying to go on dates with 20 people. That's what I felt like. I mean, I must have, the episode I turned on must have been like already the very long, because I was like, this conversation's <laughs> going on for ages. So dull. Oh, some, yeah, some of them were very dull. But the whole idea was that you get to know each other really, really well and spend all this time together on these one-on-one dates and then you got confident enough to propose to someone without ever having seen them face to face. Oh. And so several people then got engaged. And then after they had got engaged, got to meet each other for the first time. That's almost you and Brandon. You only saw each other about three times before you, enga- before you got engaged or pregnant, one or the other. That's nice. Actually, so nice. We were living together for like eight months before we got engaged. It was so irritating sometimes. I honestly... I wonder if I had another sister, would she be the one I'd be doing the podcast with? We'd be like, fucking, thank God we're not doing this with Beatrice. She'd be so annoying. <laughs> imagine. Sadly, you'll never know. I know, I'll never you know, know, but I can imagine. If we lived in Ireland, I could have been replaced by mom a while ago as well. That would have been good. <laughs> can you imagine? Let's talk about, oh, let's not talk about that. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't talk about that in public. Who wants to hear about that? <laughs> mom sent me a message the other day, actually. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, be like, let's talk about the Late Late Show. I used to love Gabo. Oh, she did love Gabo. She said, uh, your podcast is hilarious. And then in brackets, I still don't get the point of podcasts. <laughs> Why are people who don't know you interested in your stuff? How does it occur to you to cover the topics you do? Oh, Not just you, anybody doing podcasts. I literally, I could have written that myself. Goes, we always give you five stars. Oh, dote. Thanks, mom. You're dote. She is a dote. Thanks, dad. Still. Go on, your anyway. podcast, even though I don't get the point of it. But anyway, yeah, so that was the premise of Love is Blind. So, sorry, what was your question about Love is Blind? Uh, I think my question was, um, so how does it compare? Since one is all about, you were saying like, they don't get to know each other and they don't have conversations about anything. And I was saying, but isn't the whole point of Love is Blind is all they do is have conversations. So how did that compare? Yeah, but they still, I mean, I presume they say, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies, etc. No? 
Yeah, yeah, they describe do describe to me in detail what you look like. No, <laughs> run no, your hands down your face and describe it to me. <laughs> they weren't allowed to do that love and I, in, in Love is Blind. In Love is Blind, a lot of the conversations they had, though, felt very like, so like, wh- like, where would you take me on a first date? Oh, do they ever talk about like, how well off are you? What's your job? What about that? I bet you they, they ask talk about careers. what's your job. I don't think they talked about money because I remember, because I remember with one of the couples, after they got out of the booths and after, so so they were in the boxes, then they went on like a kind of a, a like a mini vacation with all the other couples, which was really awkward because there was one, there were two particular couples where one girl had thought she was going to end up with this guy Barnett and then he, t- he picked Amber. She was in a rage and then she finally was like, fine, I'll pick this other guy, Mark. And then when she saw him in real life, she was like, he's very short, which she was. Mark or Barnett? Mark. No, no, no. Barnett, she was like, oh my God, he's still my dream man. It was awful for poor, for poor short Mark. But he's now with some other reality or some HGTV presenter. He's delighted with himself as a baby. Anyway. How do you know all of this? From Instagram. This is literally, so don't worry about the 28 hours you spent watching Love is Blind. (laughs) Worry about the 4 million hours you've invested in tracking down their private lives afterwards. Oh, true. And listen, don't even get me started on Bachelorette. I spent about an hour and a half on her Instagram yesterday. But anyway, oh yeah, when, so when Amber and Barnett then, I think they had to move in together into like a really weird sterile apartment, you know, like a brand new development or something. They had to live together for six weeks or something and then they got to decide they really wanted to get married at the end. Uh, But I remember their conversation where he was basically like, oh, so like, you know, you you have a big credit card debt. And she was like, oh yeah, and student debts and this and that and the other. And he's literally like looking really panicked. But they ended up getting married, so he obviously didn't mind that much. What did they win? Obviously Each other. I don't think they want to. Oh, ending. what? There's no money with this no, one? No, no. I think the wedding was paid for and the gown and the rings and everything. I'm just trying to figure out which one of these I should apply for. Well, the Bachelorette, you get, so basically you get a ring from Neil Lane and at, in the last episode, the presenter rings and goes, hi, hi, Neil Lane. I'm going to need some rings from you. It's so embarrassing. And Neil Lane flies the rings in. And the whole thing about Bachelorette is that you have to stay together for two years or you have to give the ring back. Excuse me. You only get a ring? You get a ring. That's all you get? I don't know if you get paid for it. Actually, I didn't even look. Didn't even look it up. But the, the the whole thing is right. So the Bachelorette is amazing. So it's it's one woman and like twenty five or thirty men or, vying oh yeah, for her sorry, love. That would be right? the, I was about to say, or a man. That would or be a man. That'd be the Bachelor. Yeah, sorry. But then of the men who get eliminated as they go on, that's the pool from which they pick the next Bachelor, and also potentially contestants for Bachelor in Paradise, which is another spin off terrible show that I watched a trailer for yesterday and decided even I could not watch that. Oh. Looked like too much for even me. There's another show that my prenatal physical therapist was telling me that I should watch called Temptation Island, where they get these like long term couples, like long term real life couples. They separate the men, the women, they put them on island, they put a whole load of other tempting, quote unquote, of people of the opposite sex onto the island to see if to see if they're like original relationship survives. That's the one I should do then, because I've been thinking I need to get in the peloton soon. So to get myself in shape for this, that's the one I should do. Well, listen, if you're like, if you want any of them as like bod inspiration, they'd all work. They're all like, there's, there's no, not no, a no, plus sorry. size person anywhere. What? Excuse me? There's not a, there's not a mid-sized body anywhere is what I said. I was not saying that. I was just saying I have to get a little bit fit before I choose which one of these to apply to. I said that one sounds like the most appropriate for me since most of the other ones are either find a couple because you're oh, single. Oh, I get you because you're already in a couple. Mother of God. Yes. I Mar- thought you just meant because they're on an island. No genius. Oh. What about the one, what's the other one, Too Hot to Handle, that you forced me to watch that was absolutely, absolutely terrible. Terrible. There's a second season of that out now that I haven't watched yet, but I 
It's on my list. I know you looked delighted when I brought that up. I know, yeah. And I, I'm, I, I think I'm going to wait until the baby comes. So I'm like, that'll be good, like binge watching. Rosemary, you know that the I'm baby can apparently hear everything. So you're turning this baby into a reality TV show watching dolt. I would love a little boy who loved real. Imagine, Mammy, can we watch The Bachelor at the beginning? That'd be great. <laughs> Mammy, is Love Island on? Can I stay up for Love Island? I'm like, yes, love. <laughs> yes, love. <laughs> no, you can be like, close your eyes. Um, what about, wasn't there another one as well? What's too, What's the premise of Too Hot to Handle? Oh, you're, are you going to love this? Too Hot to Handle is where they get a whole lot of hot people. They tell them they're going on a reality TV show. They send them to like, it's not always an island, it's like a resort somewhere. They don't tell them anything for the first like 12 hours or 24 hours, right? So they're just on the thing and they're like meeting each other and they're like, oh, what's your type? And the, 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 like, they're not really sure. Are they on Love Island or are they on whatever, you know, or is it a new show? So they all get chatting to each other. They all decide who they fancy. On the very first season, on the first day, loads of them ended up kissing each other and like literally grinding on each other on sunbeds within like the first day. Gorgeous. And then they find out the rules, which are, you're here for X number of weeks. You cannot touch one another. The whole idea oh. is to see if you can forge strong connections without actually kissing, touching, engaging in any physical sexual contact. Oh. And every time you touch one another in like in a sexual way, you get money taken out of the prize fund, which starts this at like This literally 100, seems 000. like real life. It's like, I started going out with Don. We used to go on vacations on occasion. I wouldn't say on occasion. Yes, there would be displays of affection. Just a kiss, right? Then we had kids. Those displays of affection disappeared. When we have any displays of affection, we get given out to by children. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very similar. (laughs) Because I was like, maybe we'll go up to the pool later on. I can grind on Don, right? I was like, that could be great for you to be like, we could be your own reality TV show for free. I think that's called a documentary. There are two Sunlanders. I'll take I one. I think that's called a nature other. documentary. No, and then I was thinking if we brought the kids up, then they could do the second part of that where they just complain about it the whole time. <laughs> the the male and female of the species. Do you remember, is Survivor still a thing? Yeah, it is, but I've never watched it. Oh, you've never watched that? Well, no. well, when I was, I was living in New York, I think when that was like really a big thing at the height of its fame and Don's best friend, Travis, after whom Chance is named because his name is Travis Chance. And Travis introduced me and Don. So, um, you know, obviously very, very good friend of ours. Anyway, um, he was... Everything's his fault. Well, everything's his fault. He was in, like, he was on the shortlist to be on Survivor, to be the main guy on Survivor. Yeah, (gasps) it was down to him and one other guy, right? To be on it. I mean, they, you know, they were picking the crew and they wanted like, we need a girl for this. We need Mm -hmm, a, and mm -hmm. we need a guy who's a bit like this. And Travis was one of the two guys in the shortlist. And he was, we were went for drinks and he was telling us about this. And we were like, oh my God, like Travis. And Travis is not exactly, I wouldn't say he's somebody who likes to rough it. And certainly not back then. He was always very groomed and kind of like he was into his clothes and, you know, he was very. Oh, but I feel like Travis would be a very good, like bossing people around. Oh no, Travis would be amazing because he's extremely cunning. And extremely manipulative. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He would be he would be master. He would be masterful at the emotional manipulation part of it. However, the living on an island with only a flint rock for company would probably be a little bit more no, challenging. Beatrice, within two weeks, he would have had like the rest of the the contestants fashion him a duvet out of spun silk. <laughs> He'd be living in like a handmade chalet as they all roughed it out. Like he would honestly. You're right. You're actually right. Well, anyway, he was he was. We went for a drink. We were all in the bar. We were having a drink. And I was like, Travis, this really doesn't sound like you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, have you ever even been camping? And he's like, yeah, I've been camping. He's like, I go camping all the time. And I go like, where have you been camping? Because I've been upstate New York. We've rented some, we've rented some cabins. 
And I go, okay, renting a cabin is not camping. I go, have you ever been in a tent? He goes, a tent? He's like, <laughs> on the ground in the grass. And I go, yeah. I was like, a te- like I presume you're going to be like whittling sticks and putting leaves on top with some mud to sleep in a- some kind of a tent on the beach here. And he's like, mud? He's like, oh, no, no. He's like, when I go camping, I like to stay in a nice cabin. And I was like, what kind? And then and Julie was there too. And Julie's like, oh, yeah, me too. She's like, you know, she's like, it's more about glamping for me. Travis is like, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Much Have you more. ever seen Survivor? Oh, I don't know. By the end, then Julie's like, she's like, I mean, I'd like a cabin as well. She goes, she goes, but like not a basic cabin in the woods. She's like it needs to at least be up off the ground. Like I don't want anybody running under like anything, any animals like, you know, able to get into my cabin. There needs to be a, you know, so, at least a pass An through elevation. underneath. Yes. And, and Travis is like, absolutely, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, Julie. Totally agree with you. So two of them basically off building their like, uh, what was that? Fry Festival. Camping, fire, fire, fire festival, fire festival, fire festival, <laughs> fire festival <laughs> concept. Anyway, luckily he didn't get it. Luckily or unluckily, because I do agree with you, it would have been something else to watch Travis. Uh, yeah, on on Survivor. I'm really sad that that didn't happen. Although glad because I'd probably now be a Survivor addict. If even on it and I started watching that series, that'd be yeah. it for me. Yeah, it'd be 27 hours on Survivor. As what well. about Naked and Afraid? Have you ever watched that one? No. That sounds like right up your alley, except maybe too, too, maybe not, maybe too grungy. It's like naked and afraid. Yeah, it's the one where they they go off to um, islands and they are naked and afraid. It's basically like Survivor, except you're naked. No, there's another one that I've watched one episode of, of cha- on Channel Four where they're all naked, and basically what happens is, so a woman walks into a room and there are three men who are naked from the waist down, and she has to eliminate one based on his naked from the waist down. She doesn't like basically. It's awful. What ever happened? <laughs> the innocence of just Scylla Black on blind dates. <laughs> I remember the little puns. You know, you'd be like, where where would you take our Alice? <laughs> you know, and they'd be like, well, Scylla, I'd take her on a long walk and then maybe we'd sit down and have a picnic and if she's lucky, I might pop the cork out of the champagne for her. <laughs> How quickly we have evolved. We've got more honest bitches. Evolved. Yeah, my God. Well, now we're like, don't like that, Willie. That one's all oh, right. Oh, my God. That's honest to God. Like, honest like. to God. I'd be like, I don't know which one of these you pick. Like, I can't look you pick. <laughs> Thank oh. you all for listening to this episode of Not Without My Sister. I have a question. Of course you do. Would you go on one of these shows? Absolutely not. Okay. If you had to go on one, which one would you go on? <laughs> Not the ones that I mentioned. What do you mean not the ones? No, you you're not allowed to pick Survivor. You are allowed, oh, okay. you are allowed to pick Naked and Afraid. <laughs> no, no, I'd uh, go on that new one with the animals. There's a new one on Netflix called Bestiality. No. Something about animals are wild or something. Basically, everyone gets like incredibly amazing CGI, not CGI, incredibly amazing theatrical animal makeup. So they look like actual pandas or actual bears. And then they go on this date. <laughs> And they have to see if they fancy each other in their bear costume. Just for real? <laughs> yes. Who actually... Th- I want this job. I, I don't want, know. Who, I want who to sit greenlit in the, this? That's what I'm saying. I want to sit in the like producer's room yeah. and go, okay, what's the next version of this that we can think up? Yeah. No, okay. That wasn't on your list. Oh. So what, okay. which one would you go on? There's a lot of open mouth snogging in all of them. I'm trying to think what would be the best. Probably Love is Blind because you get to keep your clothes on. You're not in a bikini on the beach. Nobody has to see you for the first couple, you know what I mean, for the first couple of weeks you can kind of relax and just go in in your like leggings and a hoodie because no one's seeing you through the two-way mirror. <laughs> and then at the end you can go, ah, no, I'm not into this and not marry them. Oh, so, so that'd be it. Because Love Island, all the challenges they do and everything where it's like, 
like sometimes it's like okay the youngest girl in the villa has to give a, a, a 60 second lap dance okay thank god I thought you were going to say something else you love giving lap dances I've given one lap dance in my life years, and I didn't love it that much so give a 60 second lap dance to the oldest man in the villa oh. <laughs> I hate you I, I just hate you <laughs> I just hate organized fun. I so do I. Hate so do I. And to do oh any my god, of these the things. challenges! And they go, you know, today's challenge is called like wet and wild, and they have oh, to go. No. They have to go and do like basically sexy dances down a stripper pole while being sprayed with water. And I'm like, I just think I'd be like, ah, lads, I'm not doing that one. There's today. no way. Me, my, once my hands get slippy, I'm on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way they'd be like, be just fall down again. <laughs> have to wear industrial strength gloves <laughs> how like how anyway I also hate... all of them as well do the sexiest dance. I'm like I think I'd be there looking for the comedy I'd be like I'm going to do a funny dance you're obviously not allowed no you wouldn't Rosemary you told me when you did that lap dance it was extremely <laughs> sensual <laughs> <laughs> I never use the word sensual <laughs> sensual it's your fucking Beyonce song you absolute bitch <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister you can get us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister and individually at Rosemary McCabe and at Beers McCabe our website is notwithoutmysis.com you can email notwithoutmysis at <laughs> and as I said you can sign up to our Patreon for five dollars a month to get an extra super special exclusive bonus episode shut up every Friday and to get the regular episode early and completely ad free that's at patreon.com slash not without my sister thank you all so much for listening and if you want any lap dancing tips just drop me a mail and I will happily share my lap dancing playlist with you thanks for listening bye Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a proud member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, the Dublin Story Slam podcast. You can find them all over at thewarren.ie.